And we are back on the coach mindset where we use the testimonies of others to encourage you to take new chances in life. And today we have we have two special guests. One you've seen the past two podcasts. He, he's pretty much the co-host. And uh, we have another one. We have Coach Michael, and then we have the Coach Caleb. Thank you. Um, thank you. Last time we were uh, we're going over. Last time we were going over um, the what you were how you were taught from your mm-hmm. dad the communication the best form of uh, communication for you that helped you grow and that was constructive criticism. Um, Today, and we actually mentioned it on the previous podcast that we were going to have a special guest on. We didn't know who that was going to be yet. We had ideas, but we knew it was someone that had climbed up from where he was and now had to shift it the way he communicated because he was now managing his friends or managing his used-to-be coworkers. Mm -hmm. So rising up from that. um, I have have a, a question first before we get into all that. Let us know a little bit about you, Caleb. Like, where are you from? Like, what are you doing now? In yeah, life? Like, yeah, absolutely. What's, what's on the way? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know, I'm Caleb. My name is Caleb Robinson. I was born in Warren, Ohio. It's a, it's a small town um, just northeast of Youngstown. No, I usually say Cleveland because nobody knows where Warren is. Um, but I grew up there. Do you know where Warren is? Oh, no, I just know what it's like. I live in a town called Nanaimo, but I say Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, I was going to say, I have no idea. Yeah, um, I came from, like, a medium-sized family. You know, I grew up with a lot of cousins, and, uh, you know, my uncle played a very large part in my life. Um, I've lived down here in Lexington for about five years now. Um, when I first got here, my first job was a, was a picker at Amazon. And, yeah, yeah. How long ago was that? That was, like, five years ago. Yeah? Five years ago, yep. I worked there for, like... For like two years, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people's first job when they come to Lexington, because um, it's a quick opportunity. You know, I was sleeping on my sister's couch for a long time. Um, actually, she's the whole reason I'm down here. She was uh, pregnant with her her third child, and the baby's father was traveling a lot for work. He worked in Moorhead, and sometimes he would stay up there just to you know save some commute time. And um, you know, she was having a hard time with her two older sons. And you know, there's not a whole lot going on in Warren, Ohio. So she's like, "Why don't you come on down?" Check it out. We can get you a job at Amazon um, if you end up liking it. And two weeks after I lived here, before the baby was even born, I'm like, can we go get the rest of my stuff? Because I love Lexington. And I've I've been here ever since. I've moved around a little bit. Um, I actually lived in Los Angeles for like six months. Nice. That was super yeah, nice, uh, super expensive. I was, 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 was going to say super nice, but yeah, that West Coast living over there has got to be something. Uh, yeah, something fierce. Yeah, and I was completely unprepared for that. But that's a, that's a whole other anecdote. Um, yeah, I started at Amazon, um, and then I worked in some some factories, and then uh, I I got I, I saw on Facebook that there was a job at Soundbar, um, which is a small LGBTQ friendly bar in Lexington. And I started out there washing dishes and sweeping floors. And, um, yeah, over the years, I've, I, I worked there for about three years. And then, you know, this last, everybody knows this last year, we've all kind of been doing nothing. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty it's much the story. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, you know, how I got here. Um, I have a lovely girlfriend. Her name is Alexis Prince. Um, she's from Ashland, Kentucky. And we are expecting two twin boys. Oh, 
One set of twin boys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's terrifying, but (laughs) but we are we are super excited. We are super excited. Um, and she and she's wonderful, man. She she took to the role so quickly, like it was it was somewhat unexpected, you know. Um, but the the second that that we were aware that, that we were having just a baby, she she got started eating well, started taking t- taking more healthy habits into her life, and um, she's she's that the babies are perfect, they're healthy, they're strong, they're kicking her to death because <laughs> she's about six months along now. So yeah, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I can't even. Imagine. I've got I got the the three year old and the newborn now. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine having both of them at the same time. I, yeah. I, I can't get up with just one. Because <laughs> one's sleeping throughout the night. The other one's not. Oh. I, I imagine, I can't imagine one not sleeping, the other one sleeping. And then once the other one finally gets to sleep, the other one gets up. Oh, and it's no. like. Yeah, so for the first for the first while, it's going to be real back and oh, yeah. forth. But oh, yeah. I'm glad we got them both at the same time. Um, yeah. No kids yeah. over here for me. Not yet. It's That's all you need, okay? I'll be over there. I'll be there to give them gifts. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's no little rugrats running around over here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm super happy to be here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity. And like uh, Neff, I haven't known you for very long. It's kind of crazy, Mike, because I had a friend who who knew Neff, and we when we started working together like years after you know I had I known this friend, I was like. I know you from somewhere, and I always want to say like, "Yeah, coach." Like, I think I know you. And t- yeah, coach. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Way, way back when it started. Yeah, right at the beginning. So, yeah, it's it's really cool to, to be here now, man. I really appreciate you guys, you know, giving me the opportunity. So. Well, I well, we appreciate you. I know me personally, I appreciate not just you being here, but your experience, your expertise that you're going to bring to the podcast, to what you're going to offer to people that are listening, mm-hmm. because. Some people, and I know a few to name, myself being one, rising up in an organization can be very difficult maintaining the friend side of coworkers and the, hey, you got to do what I say because I'm, I'm now above you. Like I'm setting the standard and we have to start working more as a team and I'm the leader as opposed to we're a team and we're on level ground. Mm-hmm. Um and with you, say so you, you went to Amazon and then went to Soundbar and rose up from there. What made you shift from Amazon to Soundbar? Like you were packaging packages at mm-hmm. Amazon, making I'm assuming decent money. They paid pretty well. Mm-hmm. To uh, yeah. you know, they, <laughs> but but moving was like you know what. <laughs> But moving and being like, you know what, man, I want to go sweep and do dishes at Soundbar, bro. I want that. What made you make that change? Well, well, I guess it's, you know, when I was at Amazon, I was actually offered a a position as an ambassador. And as an ambassador, what you do, it it sounds a lot more glamorous than it is, but you get you get to introduce yourself to all the new new hires. Um, you walk them through all the the picking processes, how to use the the equipment, and also how to do it in a safe way. And so I was I was there in front of people every day of the week with a group of thirty people, having to introduce myself and coach these people and show them how to do it all. And I kind of loved it. Like I loved meeting all the new people. I loved having um, the opportunity to gain these people's trust and confidence to help them learn to do the job right. And um, and I just you know I just found myself in love with people. Um, and they like me too. I mean, that was a big part of it. Like people seem to really like me and, 
Um, you know, I enjoyed going out to the bars and stuff, you know, just as a, as a customer. And then I made good friends with some of the people at Soundbar. And they're like, dude, we love your energy. Um, you're obviously a hard worker. Uh, like, you know, like, why, why not? You know, after I, after I saw the ad and went in there a little bit more often. Um, plus, bartenders make pretty good money. <laughs> You know, they make, they make yeah. pretty I mean, I, why do I do it? I mean, yeah. I make pretty good money. It's nice. And that's why I've yeah. like kept with it as well. But it's 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 fun. Yeah. I understand that the people like things. So you've been a coach for a while now. So like you said, you yeah. were coaching people like yeah. 30 people at one time. Like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it, it was weird, man, because I never felt like I had that authority. Like, I didn't I don't want to say like I didn't have the it factor that would make that would qualify me for that. They were just like, hey, you, you're you a nice guy and you're a hard worker. You just give it a go. And then I started finding myself falling in love with like, you know, seeing people's eyes light up when they're when they're excited about doing something or, you know, things like that. Now, I'm sorry, it's off on a little tangent from your question. We go off topic quite often. Yeah. Um, but when uh, when Sambar came into place, uh, yeah, they're they're offering a good amount of money for for the the barback position, um, and there was opportunity to move up. And I was like, it has everything I like. I like hard work. And I like people. Um, you know, I started from the very bottom, and it took quite a long time to get up to the bartender position. But uh, yeah, I started falling in love with the customers that were in there. What what Soundbar did for the for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, it was a sanctuary for a lot of people who didn't yeah. have acceptance from their own families and, you know, they didn't really, they were at work or, or just socially. So it was a good place for people to come be their authentic self. And, and that motivated me more to like work harder, you know, for, for them to get to learn more about them and how to, how to help them have a more enjoyable experience and feel more comfortable. And, um, yeah. And yeah, just, so with. That's that's a pretty good uh, pretty good story like that going from the Amazon and you from my perspective like you found a, a, a why mm-hmm. we we went over the first podcast over what is your why and you found your why is to pretty much to encourage the new people to see the light the fire they get from something new from from doing something to trying something mm-hmm. and um, you find passion in that and not just doing it yourself but teaching someone how to do it Mm -hmm. um which is what which is what we want to do here back on to with go a little bit on your direction here michael um what do you think since you're actually doing it currently training new people that are coming in what is the best way that you are able to show trust and able to show that this is a safe place. This is a, a, a good place to work mm-hmm. when communicating with new people. You have, I want to say, two or three of your training right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm training three, three different people right now. Um, obviously, first thing is letting them know who you are and explaining what you do at the company, what you've done for the company, and just so they know who you are. Introducing everybody, every single person into the restaurant. Explain them that we are a family here, and we are a really close group of people, especially at Carabas here. So it's um, it's uh like just just yesterday we went out, we were over at Coach Neff's house, mm-hmm. learning about herbal life. It was great. We had a great time. He cooked way too much food. So here's the best part. So anyone doesn't know Neff does not eat meat 
at all. But he's got this one skillet just for meat for when people come over. And he goes, so I got some uh, some carrot bacon I'm going to make. Carrot bacon. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, cool, carrot bacon. <laughs> so do you have real bacon, too? Because... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm kind of a meat eater. I mean, I like my veggies, don't get me wrong. And the carrot bacon was great. The only reason he calls it carrot bacon is because he seasons it the same way he seasons his bacon. There you go. <laughs> Didn't know that. I was like, this must be a real thing. Like, he's got, must be in a package. Carrot bacon. See, he thought, Michael thought that it, carrot bacon was a brand of bacon. Like, he, he didn't, he didn't think it was like, bacon flavored like, or carrots bacon like, carrots, um, Flavored like bacon. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, so I never had that brand before." But you had regular bacon, right? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> and you and you liked it. It was good. Yeah. It was good. So it was made in an air fryer as opposed to yeah. just on the skillet. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. So healthier and all that. Yeah. But I ate like thirty pieces of bacon yesterday, <laughs> man. Yeah. And I ate way too much bacon yesterday. <laughs> I felt like garbage all day at work. I was, oh, that was fun, but. Yeah, so we're a close group, so I, so I incorporate that to them. Um, just also being just being yourself, because I want to put on a show for them, because eventually that's all just going to end when they see the the real Michael. Mm-hmm. So when they see that, you know, I'm a funny guy, kind of like back, I'd like to let you learn uh, with me. Because mm-hmm. there's some things that, like, um, we have one of the one of the new servers, he's been, worked at the Hyatt down near uh, Rupp Arena. Okay. So off the bat, this guy knows that when it's like... Cat Catter Day, mm-hmm. Rupp Arena's booming right. before COVID, obviously, but that's like right across the street. So it's yeah. just so right there. He's taught me things about bartending that I didn't even know, and I've been doing it for two years myself. Yeah. So there's always, I always like to learn, and that's if you can want to learn as well, being uh, trained under me, mm-hmm. that's just so much easier. Mm-hmm. And it builds also a, a relationship just like that. Right. And also, they just don't train with me every day. It's the following. They train with another server every each day. So there's someone new that. So it's not just one person. Yeah, perspective as well. There's not just one person that they're getting um, a relate a relationship started with. Right. So uh, they'll try to like yeah, go talk over there. Go follow this person today, and you might do this tomorrow. And there's, so there's different things for every day for the when it comes for me, my training style at least. So I I, I want to key on one thing that you said. I think it's very important to have like an open mind and be willing to learn even though you are in the position of training someone and making sure that they learn. I I feel like that's what sets sets like drill sergeants and like bosses apart because there's there's one thing just to tell everybody what to do and how to do it and there's no also uh, and it's an it's a whole other thing to, you know, cuz they're to take their perspective in, into it. Like if there's a different way or a better way to do it once they've got the baseline for how to get the job done. I think it's really important to, to be open to that and, and receptive to that. So that's awesome. So from what I get from what you the story you have, your experience here recently is your way of communicating is not just you preaching, you drill, being a drill sergeant and just training and telling people this is how you do it, but it's looking from their point of view with their experience they have. Um, at first being vulnerable and just, hey, this is me, this is what I've been doing. Um, these are the people that work here. This is a family. And then seeing who they are, asking yeah. them questions instead of just this is this, this is that. This is like going through a list of things they need to do, a checklist they have to do before they leave, while they're there, and then your shift is over when you leave. But it's yeah. more so you're, you you even got tips from them. Like you learn something from yeah. having communication with them. But like you said, being more open-minded as opposed to you're a leader, you don't take any input. You just get output. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 
So I guess it's a little different with your position, you being actual manager, and me, I'm just <clears throat> just a regular bartender, you know. So it's it's nice that you can like for us, we can go out after after work or to someone's house or have a drink or something like that. It's kind of a nice thing to have, and that builds also a bunch of relationships just like that. Um, I've worked at some places. As soon as you clock out, you head your, you split your separate ways. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that, and there's you know, but I think it's it's. A lot more enjoyable at work if you are with people that you enjoy to be with. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to work with a bunch of people that I just hate. It's like they piss me off. Yeah, okay, like, like okay, nothing in common. Nothing in common. Okay, that we work together. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. I don't want to talk about anything. Yeah. How's how about them cats? <laughs> yeah, I feel like like there's a it's I feel like. It's a skill to find common ground with people. And it's, uh, unless you like are going, unless someone is going out of their way to not have a relationship with you, it's generally pretty easy. Excuse me. Um, especially if you're, if you're all going through all the same motions, like you're all are rushing to get your food out, all rushing to get your drinks made and everything. Like there's always, I feel like there's always common ground unless a person just genuinely, you know, either they have something else on their mind, something else that are prioritizing um, and work is just work, but I do think it makes a much more productive uh, workspace uh, to have relationships with the people that you work with. This one's at 20. That's good. Let's keep going. Um, this won't have that angle. It's cards full. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have to put the other one in, but I'm not focused on it right now. I don't now. like you. Um, okay, so... We'll be on. Going from his perspective of you being a manager, let's get back to that as well. Um, so you went from Amazon to Soundbar, and where are you where are you at now? So, so now I'm at Elixir downtown. It's located right next to Dudley's, um, across from the Fifth Third Pavilion. And it's a beautiful. It used to be known as Parlay Social. Okay. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. You know when, when, wait, wait, wait. When, when did Parlay Social get a new name? I've yeah. So they actually they actually sold um, right at the beginning of last year. So right before COVID. Then. Right before COVID. Yeah, so I loved yeah, you well, me too. Switch it up in there a little bit, or is it yeah. So it's there's a, a a good redesign. Um, we still have all, the giant selection of bourbon um, and spirits. Uh, they have changed up yeah. the, the menu. Um, it used to be just like bar eats, like wings and burgers and yeah, fried pizza. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, but now we have an excellent chef in there. His name is Nick Fisher Keller. Incredible. Fisher Keller? Fisher Keller, <laughs> yeah. What? Hey, yeah. Fisher Yeah. Uh, and he, he's, he's an incredible chef. Like he, he's definitely taken the menu from, to, from, you know, just some basic uh, to something that's, that's, that you can't find anywhere else, really. Um, he's he's a very some people say that he's um, kind of a hard ass, but he just takes his food and right. so seriously. Rams, yeah, oh yeah, uh, he's great to work with. Um, but yeah, I'm up there at Elixir. Um, I'm not, a, and I want to, and I'm so sorry to correct you guys. I'm not a manager yet. So like I am, I'm like sharing managerial duties, mm-hmm. and you know I do get the some of the responsibilities, but I'm not like officially a manager. So <laughs> yes, yes, puts in the door, puts in the door. Yeah, that's good. Be going somewhere though. That's yeah. right. Oh, that's, that's, oh, my, that's full my full intention. Yeah, right, headed in the right direction. Awesome, yeah. awesome. 
Dude, I'd really like Parlay Social. You guys still do like live bands or well, yeah. obviously COVID. So you actually still. Doing- yeah, so so it's kind of hard to source them right now because either they want like more than we can afford to to pay them, um, or I feel like there was one time that we didn't have the right equipment or setup or something like that. Um, but we still do. I think since we've been back open, we've had like maybe seven or eight. So maybe not every week or weekend, um, but like maybe alternating a couple times a month. Yeah. Well, I know a great, great local artist. He goes by the name of Wes Sailor. Wes Sailor. Okay. Yeah, okay. Great music. Is he still in Lexington or he moved to Nashville? Uh, I think he's he still talked in about moving to Tennessee. Uh, he's talked about that for five years now. <laughs> 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 Since I met him. <laughs> okay. It's. I mean, he did have the plans, but I think COVID also pushed it back as well. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, I can see that. one for everybody, but um, yeah. I didn't realize how like big, like how lit. Elixir was oh, so yeah. my friend, yeah. my friend. Well, we were meeting up for something, and um, I, I well, he was like, I'm an elixir downtown. I'm like, sounds familiar. I think my friend Caleb up. works there, yeah. and um, I'm like, you know, all right, I'll go. I wasn't expecting this. Eleven o'clock in the morning. It's like maybe noon. I, I'm at the front door. I get greeted by the, the bouncer. He's like, yeah, we, we're full. We can't let anybody in. I hear, let him in. Let him in. <laughs> Man, he's good. He's cool. He's got it. The bouncer, the bouncer looks back at Caleb. Um, he's like, all right, bro, I got you. He, he'll let you in. Yeah. And I was like, all right, bet. Because yeah. I don't know how I, I was going to do it. I was like, yeah, I'm in. It's all about who you know, baby. I, I walked up to my yeah. dude. Um, Caleb was like, Caleb was like, uh, like, man, what can I get you, bro? I ain't seen you in so long. I was like, nah, bro, I'm not here to do all that. I'm here to just meet somebody. He's like, I got you, bro. I got you. It's, it's cool. I was like, bet, bet. And I got it. Chugged it. She was great. She was great. To keep the sunrise. Oh, yeah. It's a good drink. Yeah, it, it was good. Uh, paid for that and then went around to my, my guy I was meeting. Uh, and I was like, bro, is this like this all the time? He's like, yeah, talk to Caleb. It's like this all the time. He's like, yeah, every Sunday brunch. I was like, Sunday are brunch? you serious? Man, why don't you tell me? Oh, well, be there. I don't no, work Sundays, so be there. So what he told me, actually, I'll let you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So so our brunches are super popular. We're actually booked up, I believe, until the 18th of this month. Man, but I know, but I know a partial <laughs> manager. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, what do you mean, cuz? Yeah, but for, I mean, just for future reference, if you did want to make a reservation for Elixir, you'd go to info at elixirdowntown.com. Okay. And you'll, you'll, it'll put you directly to, to the owner of the restaurant who, who covers all the reservations, what time, how many people you want. Um, and we can we'll do our best to get you in because it's a lot of fun. Well, I'll just go by myself. I don't need to bring anybody. That's the crazy thing. They have food too. Yeah. Like, I mean, really? mo- most bars have food, but like, they have yeah. food. Yeah, like chicken and waffles and better than my Better than my rain. jalapeno poppers? Nah, I don't know about better than the, the cheese cubes. <laughs> so, I don't go to bars a lot, but yeah. when I first got to Lexington from Cincinnati when I moved, uh, they were all going out cocktails. I was like, you know what? Let me try it. Crystal's pregnant. Let me let me just go ahead and just go out for like thirty minutes. Right. And I'll be home, take care of her. And I go and like I'm like oh, I like this. Take the cocktails. Tequila Sunrise is probably four times as potent as Elixir. Oh, really? <laughs> at least at least. <laughs> at least when I had it. When I first got to Lexington, I actually went there here recently. It was kind of subpar. It was okay. I, I, Adam <laughs> so bought one for me. Adam bought one for me, and it was I chugged it like that. Yeah. But the ones before, That's when I first got here, I was like, mm, 
Mm. All right, all right. <laughs> slowly, slowly. Here's the difference between both those two times, okay? Mm-hmm. First time, it was with me. Mm-hmm. Second time, it was with Adam. Uh. And I think someone likes a little something. <laughs> okay, okay. But, but anyway, went there, and I was like, you know, I'm hungry, bro. I want something. He's like, cheese cubes are good. I was like, hey, let me try these cheese cubes, bro. Now is it when you say cheese cubes? I'm thinking like a charcuterie board with like pepper. Nah, nah, nah. Charcuterie nah. board. <laughs> <laughs> no, cheese curds. Cheese curds, like oh, okay. Culver's. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said like, like a charcuterie board, like they like it's a hole in the wall bar no. and freaking like hamburg, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I've, I've been to cocktails too. I, I've never been. Dude, to I mean, two is just like. Oh, there's two of them. There's yeah, two of my Nicholas Perot. Yeah. yeah, that's one. Like Tiverton, I think. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been there, but I've never. I, I didn't drink I'm, there. I'm I just walked life. in. Yeah. One for life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, but I, I went, and it was absolutely amazing. The cheese, the cheese cubes, they were they were pepper jack cheese for one. Yeah. So like they had that yeah. kick to it, and the marinara sauce. Bro, I ask for extra every time. <laughs> I, sometimes I get one to go, like a whole <laughs> cheese cube. Oh my gosh, they're so yeah, good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And the only thing I don't like is they take 20, 25 minutes to come out. They take their time. Everything. Small restaurant, dude. You know, it's not even a restaurant, it's a bar. Drop them in the fryer, pick <laughs> them up, and then give them to me. Like, you look like you're the only person ordering food, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you're right. No, that's, that's right. Because he, he orders a bunch of stuff, too. So yeah. his gets made first and then Neff's. Yeah, okay. So I remember I going to. I remember going to cocktails too, and it was me and two buddies, actually former employees of Soundbar, who now work at Jake's Cigar Bar. I love oh, that place. Got, got, oh, oh, so you, you might know Kavanaugh. Yep, 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 because I like cigars. That's yeah. the only reason I like that place, yeah. is you can smoke cigars in there, you sit back, get yourself a yeah. nice little burb, and just yeah. watch the game. Is it open now? Yeah. You Can, can oh, you go in there even with COVID? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no mask? Well, Obviously. I think you have to, have you to sit down. When you sit down. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you're smoking a cigar, so... Yeah, I'm not. I just got a hole. I'm not gonna build a mask with a cigar in it. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Will I? (laughs) Well, I I uh, I was picking them up from work one time, and they were like, "Oh, let's just stop by cocktails for a beer." And one of the dudes like, "Yo, perfect. I'm so hungry." We get there, and homie orders forty wings. Four, like a like a, a forty plate of wings. I was like, okay, they're gonna be like three different plates or something like that. No, they bring out like a pizza tray, like a eighteen inch pizza tray, just piled with a mountain of wings and set it on the table. And I was like, oh my god, uh, is this heaven? This this is heaven. Wait, they do that? Yeah. Okay, okay, I've never got that before. Okay, okay. okay. I'm about to call cocktails and I'm about to call them right now. You all don't do that 40 thing here because they gave us, the, the, since they reopened up, they got a whole new wing system and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. And they are good wings. They're amazing. Yeah. But I didn't know that you can get 40. If you can get 40, yeah. I know Aaron. You the can't cook even will eat 40. Challenge podcast, accepted. <laughs> Mike's going to eat 40 chicken wings. <laughs> I won't eat for a straight week. Uh-uh. All right, guys. Y'all, hear, y'all heard it here first. Next week, next podcast, we're going to see how he recovers from 40 wings. Or if I he if he recovery, brother, we'll get them. I'll get them door dashed over here. You can see you. Y'all can witness okay. on live. <laughs> you witness this masterpiece. All flats because I don't need. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need all that. <laughs> they have less meat, so yeah. it'll be easier. Oh, um, but yeah, but you were saying about the uh, from elixir. Yeah. Go yeah. going from going from soundbar to elixir. Mm-hmm. 
What has been the transition going there? Like, did you go in as a regular bartender? You just have managerial duties now? Like, how long have you been there? Yeah, so I've been there, and it's always hard to tell because my my spa- my like my spatial awareness of time has changed since we take so many breaks or have taken so many breaks last year because of COVID. So I started before the big shutdown, I believe. So around like yeah, around yeah, actually around this time, um, that camera did go. Bow. Oh, okay, so we're... Bow. You just got to restart it. 30 minute increments. Oh, okay, so it's restarted. Oh, we're good. Okay, we're sweet. Rolling. So you started this time last year, about February? Yeah, around about this time. Um, Yeah, I was... I knew the... the actually, was a roommate, so the general manager who was there at the time, Oliver. Um, And the at Soundbar, uh, they, they just weren't getting so much popularity like you know in business that waxes and wanes and with with covid you know it just makes it that much more pronounced um and you know i I still had to afford my life my lifestyle so um you know i went up there and see if they had a position open um for a bartender and they were like yeah can you start tomorrow i was like well let me get two weeks in let me get my two weeks in and then talk to them um and then once i started working there i fell in love with it like i fell in love with it um, the people that work there are, are incredible. Um, they they have a lot of respect for the owner. We have a great owner. The business has a great owner. Um, and yeah, the people there are awesome. Um, since it is such a new bar, though, there was a few things that weren't quite established, like just certain processes and, and understandings for everybody because it was so new. We had a, a, like a whole new staff. We did have some people return from Parlay. Um, but it was so new and like we're still adjusting to COVID and all this stuff. Um, so I I kind of took it upon myself to like step up and say like, OK, so like there's we should have a standard for how we keep ourselves and keep our business. Um, we, we there are things that we need to do to make sure it gets closed down right and open right. And it wasn't asked of me. Nobody asked me to do it. Um, I just saw that that was things that that they were things that needed done. And um like, I just came into work one day, and I was like, all right, so I'm going to need you. And not, not like, in a disrespectful way, like, oh, I'm the boss now. Like, it was just like, all right, so we we are here for two hours longer than we need to be. Um, and if we just delegated these tasks the right way, we can all get it done. Um, and and immediately, the staff took to it, immediately. Um, the, uh, the acting manager there, uh, Hannah, she's awesome. Um, she was very grateful to have my help and my input on things. Um, and the, yeah, the people, it just, it just ran so much better with a little bit of structure, um, that I just, I just felt like I just had to do it cause it wasn't, it wasn't getting done, um, with everything going on, understandably, like there's a lot of ins and outs to running a business and I don't know half of them really. Um, but I, what I do know is like opening and closing, taking care of customers and like making sure it runs as efficiently as possible. That's a big chunk of it right there. Yeah. I think it's great how you approach the uh, your coworkers because that's what mm-hmm. they are. They're your coworkers. Mm-hmm. You have no level leverage, not leverage. Sorry, um, <clears throat> seniority over them yeah, or anything like that. Yeah. So it's how you approach them was just how it was common. It's like, hey, we can do this. Let's do this, guys, and right. set set it up right and make this one of the most popping restaurants or right. bar bar restaurants in Lexington right now. I've heard so many good things about Alexa. I just hardly leave. And the Hamburg, Hamburg area, you yeah, know, just yeah. Hamburg's been just like, yeah. and it's kind of like a cult when we live in Hamburg. It's like you don't leave the area, but um, 
Definitely gonna have to come try try you guys out for yeah, sure, especially absolutely. now I know it's the parlay social area like that's yeah yeah I was there all the I was there all the time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and like I w- the, like I would not have been able to do any of those things that I accomplished at the bar or helping to accomplish at that bar if it, if I did not have the respect and the confidence that that the staff has given me so like I, I like I had to earn that. Um, and it didn't, I mean, it came pretty easily because we all are like, we all have mutual mindsets. We're all there to work. We all want to make money. We all want to have a good time. Um, and so I don't know. It was just, it was just very easy. Um, because I can, like you said, the way that I approached them, um, they, they respected that. Like, yeah, you're actually right. Like this does need done. Um, and so I really appreciate them for that, but I do want to expand on it a little bit more because now that. Um, I can see the way things are going now. I have more ideas and like I have more, you know, there's just like we're getting down to the minutia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like my mind is like either overactive or like, 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 you know, I do have in-betweens. But unless like when I'm at work, I am kind of a different person because when I'm tuned into like the the flow of the bar, the energy of the coworkers, um, somewhere, somehow it probably happened with my family um, I got very good at diffusing situations and communicating. If there's a, a messed up tab, like there was one time, I'll tell you guys, great, crazy. This this group of people, um, they they were all in the same area, and so we're still working out on how to give each person their tab, um, like taking cards or whatever. Um, yeah. Is that Elixir? This is at Elixir, okay. yes. And so like sometimes people will like jump around and like switch spots and get up, go to the bathroom, and then move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so like when you're dealing with like 80 people, it's like holy cow, like who's where and what's what, and uh, so this this these people are getting ready to close out, and they're like, oh, we'll take our tabs, and then one server come, comes up to me, and he's like, man, these these people have a 680 dollar 680 dollar tab, and I don't know who got what. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> On a Sunday, like when when it's already crazy. crazy, yeah, and like they're ready to go, they're going bar hopping. We're we're getting ready to close down, so like they want to get out of there. They have their mimosas and their food, and they're ready to take the day. And he's like, yeah, there's six hundred, excuse me, six hundred eighty dollars that I don't know. And I was like, crap. Okay, so let me go. So point out who. Who were the main people ordering the shots and the drinks and the food? And I just kind of got them all together. And I was like, look, guys, I'm so sorry, but I need your help just kind of helping me figure it out. And, like, just just the way that I approached them, I wasn't like, oh, you guys need to, you guys made the mistake. Or, you know, I wasn't arrogant. Um, but, like, I approached them respectfully. You know, it was, it was our fault that it, it wasn't handled correctly. And they just appreciated the way that I approached them and communicated with them what had happened. So, like, did we understand it? Not only did they did one person pay the six hundred eight dollar tab, but they ended up leaving three hundred extra dollars for the server in the bar just because of the way that the situation was handled and the, and the level of respect um, that was given to them, um, and that and that's kind of what I live for. Like I just that's I just awesome. love. That's I don't awesome. know. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's awesome. Just the customers being that. Cause that they really could have just been like, "Are you guys effing dumb? Yeah. Like you got one job, write the drink down and put it in. That's it. You know, That's literally what they could have said, <laughs> like <laughs> verbatim those words. Yeah. Oh, they so. could have gone down the list. Like, oh, we didn't get that, that, and that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You couldn't like, prove it or disprove it. You like, just started. 
these shots, we didn't drink these. Yeah. We don't we don't do Jaeger bombs. <laughs> like Casamigos, I ordered uh tortilla. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, but this, you know, and yeah, that just I love I love solving problems. I love operating I don't want I would prefer to not be stressed, but like when it comes to like a high stress, like kind of high stakes situation, because a six hundred eighty dollar tab, if we had to pay for it, if the bar had to cover it, like that's a hit, especially right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I've been trying to learn the skills to communicate with people like that, and and also give them and get them back, like you know, have them come back and spread the word, and you know, tell them to ask for me, you know. Mm-hmm. So. On that, it's. A big thing that stands out in my mind, and it's it's in one of Simon Sinek's videos or one of his books, but he talks about passion and how passion is not an input; it's an output. Mm. You don't do what you're passionate about and experience passion. You do what you're interested in, and your what you'll experience is passion. Mm. It's not like you'll find out what you want and you just you'll just do it and you mm. feel passionate about it. But you try different things and you feel passionate. So. Um, is it off? It's full. That's fine. Just close it. So what we'll end up doing is, so what you do for that, a little bit more on it, is a person at the same job. This person um, doesn't get to see his family, doesn't take vacations, works long hours, um, doesn't have breaks, and at the end of the day, he feels stressed. Then there's another. Then there's another person. Like, no, I'm not talking about you. I told him too much. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another person that will work long hours, doesn't take vacations, doesn't get to see his family, doesn't take breaks, um, and at the end of the day, he feels he doesn't feel stressed. He feels passion, and you can take all that responsibility. One thing from Jordan Peterson that I'll add. I don't agree with everything, but I agree with this thing he says. Um, he says that a big way that we find purpose in life or fulfillment is by responsibility. The more responsibility you have, the more you feel like you're being a part of things, you're contributing, and the more you feel like you're able to serve and give. Mm. That's what gives fulfillment to people. When, what are we doing this for? To mm-hmm. encourage people. Yeah. It, we do it so we get this feeling of fulfillment that we are helping someone else. Even though we don't even know if one person is going to watch or listen to this podcast. But we're doing it in the hopes to touch someone's heart or mind so that it can affect them for the future. You do it so that you can impact other people, so that you can, you don't You don't look at it, I like this, you don't look at it as, oh, I want this responsibility because I want the title. I want to be, I want to be the boss. Um, you look at it as, I want to be a part of a team and I want to lead that team on equal levels. Well, and, and also another super significant part of that is I want the I want I care about that person as they are right now. Like they could they could they however their day is going, their week, their life is going. My sole focus is making sure that person is enjoying themselves right now, and to do everything in, in my power. Because who doesn't like to see somebody happy? Like who doesn't want to who doesn't want to see somebody? You know. What, what? I can't tell you how many times I've come into work and just like these people have sat like slumped at the bar, like staring into their drink, and I just come over and have a simple conversation with them. And then throughout the time, we can we could be talking about nothing. We could talk about like 
you know, anything. anything. And, and you can, you can see, see the weight kind of melt from them. You can see them, like, lighten, lighten up a little bit. And by the end of the shift or the, by the end of their, their time there, they, they leave with that, that good feeling. Um, just, just... I don't know. It's, I mean, hard, it's to hard to explain, explain because I, I've gotten that so many times when like, like everything, everything that I needed was just like just a simple, simple conversation, just simply communicating, taking my mind off of things. things. Um, like I'm not a licensed therapist or anything, but bartenders are kind of therapists and servers even like. Um, and that and that takes honesty from the bartender and vulnerability from them because you're not gonna open up to somebody if they don't trust you or know you. Like that. Honestly, thinking you watched my live feed like two days ago, was that two days ago? I literally said basically what you're what you're saying, just in different form. Just obviously right now because of COVID, it's a little different unless you're in your work scene and stuff like that. But why not just go out and just be open and talk to people? Just make you know, make someone's day, uh, whether it just be a small conversation, just because. Right now, especially, we can't we can't communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. We can't go face to face. We can't give hugs and go downtown like we used to and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the biggest things I focused on was reach out to people other ways that we can via Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, calling on the phone, send a text message, just something that we can let them feel like, hey, there's still yeah, someone out there thinking. Here. Yeah, we're still here. Someone's thinking about you. Right. Um, it brings me the. Every time I say it, I think of the Stevie Wonder song. I just called to say, <laughs> I love you. And I mean, not to say I love you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about it. Just call anyone. Yeah. I'm not saying go through your call log and just be like, start with A. <laughs> call you today, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that, and that is personally something that I do need to work on. Um, because like, especially lately, since I'm wanting to do more at work and then I got the twins on the way and, you know, moving into a new house and, you know, take just, it does get overwhelming sometimes to like, it, it sometimes it's hard to find time to reach out to yeah. people, but I, I think it, it, it goes a, a long way, even just to send a Snapchat or, you know, just like a post even, you know, hopefully you can get a little bit more yeah, contact yeah, and hear their voice yeah. maybe, but you know there's, there's mm-hmm. my there, that's how you know I'm double tap attention. double yeah. tap like yeah. that's yeah good job I liked her picture babe what, yeah. what, is, <laughs> what does he expect from me yeah. isn't it all about likes these good. days anyways yeah. so, I gotta stay in contact I said what's up yeah. can I I'm gonna try this tea we got here I haven't tried the tea I was a little nervous it smells phenomenal. It is very good, but it's probably cold. But I'm still drinking my cold tea. What? It, what is it? This is relaxation tea from. It's a. It's a Herbalife tea, peppermint. Is what. So I drink green tea in the morning, and then peppermint tea on my podcast and a wind down at night. There you go. Yeah. It is. It, it's delicious. It gives. There's no sugar or honey or anything in it, but it. It's good. Like it's good. It tastes a little bit like chamomile. We're all drinking. I'm gonna do a little sip. Yeah, coach mindset. So Yeah, that's phenomenal. If you could look back, is there any like whether that be one moment that you learned from or just one thing you'd want to share about leading a team? Like what is one of the most important aspects of it? Or something maybe not most important, but most uh, most beneficial to you? What may be the toughest thing for you to learn? Well, one of the most um, one of the most impactful things I've learned just as an employee mm-hmm. is 
the amount of respect that the the those who have authority or are higher up than you like re- like express to you um i i'm i'm a hard worker i'm very independently driven like but if if there's someone that i have respect for that knows me and likes me and gives me that respect i want to work that much more yeah. um mm-hmm. coming into i'm a very friendly person so i think coming into like a managerial role i think it's it's and it's probably one of the most difficult things is balancing like respect and appreciation as a professional and then having a personal courtesy and because I mean I I love people like I love people um and so I feel like sometimes people have a hard time expressing their authority when it really comes time to getting stuff done um and balancing like a relationship that's personal and a professional relationship so that's something I'm going to be paying a lot more attention to and doing some more research on because um, a lot of bosses won't even go through the trouble of making a relationship with their employees because sometimes lines get crossed when they're inexperienced or or they get taken advantage of one way or the other. Like, so I uh, that's that's probably my my main thing, my my main goal. Like, my next lesson is, is essentially. So is that like? The more responsibility they get, the less okay. responsibility they want in the future. Okay. I'm going to have to quit uh, my live feed. My boss is calling me, and I'm not allowed to not answer these calls. All right. Okay. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I'll be right back, guys. Hello. So so with that, is, is it more so you can see the more responsibility a leader or a person may get, the less they want to take in the future because they don't want to be overwhelmed by what they're already experience or, or doing inside of work outside of work things you have to think about um like well i feel like that depends on the person individually because uh, i mean it's hard to generalize and say that um so you were just you saying know, that for yourself yeah so like were... like i do want to take on more responsibility and stuff even with all that's going on outside of my my work life mm-hmm. um i you know i like the challenge i have my own goals to to own an LLC or a, or a company, um, and it's it's good experience. And so I'm I'm a headstrong person, so I'm gonna I dive in when I can. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I, I'm always looking for another opportunity to, to learn more, to to be a better person, to be a better employee, um, to build a better business. Um, you know, there are times when, you know, a person gets distracted or overwhelmed. Um, but I feel like if your main intention when you go somewhere and begin taking on that responsibility is the betterment of yourself, others around you, and the business you're working with, then you can't, I mean, you can't lose. I mean, you'll make mistakes, but I mean, you, you can't lose. Okay. Where did you get that mindset from? Like, how did you get this way of thinking that you just found it on the internet and just adopted it? Or through life choices that you have been through or decisions that you made from your family or... Oh, family was... I mean, that's where we all started is with our family. Um, My uncle was a big influence. When he wanted something, he would... He would buy it, build it, or have someone build it for him. Like, he was a go-getter. Yeah, and so... I didn't grow up in a family that was, like, wealthy, by any means like I was raised on food stamps like there are times I remember one time our water got shut off um, in the middle of winter time and I was like 
thank goodness it's the winter time because I can go out and get snow and we can melt it on the stove and have drinking water and wash our dishes. Um, and so like, there's just, I don't know. There's, there's just always, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to be a, a problem solver. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, my family started all of their adult life, or I guess you could say they, they started their adult lives very young. What I mean, what I mean by that is that, um, they all had started having children at a younger age. Like a lot of them had kids before they were 20. Um, yeah, so we were all very new, and then and this guy's thirty and still don't have any. Twenty nine, thank you. 29. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Twenty nine, that's nine. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and and like I've always just wanted more for myself and my family, and um, I I was introduced to the law of attraction and mindset and the energy that you put into just the universe and into yourself, like that goes a long way to aligning things for for your life. Yeah. Well and, and I definitely the believe tea's, that the tea's good. The tea's very good. But you uh we had some other stuff as as well yesterday, not just the tea. Oh, yeah. We had um there was an aloe was mango an aloe, aloe concentrate. Yeah. concentrate. A, a couple different things. What? Let me tell yeah. you that mango aloe concentrate was it a Topical or uh, with digestion, or mm-hmm. it, yeah, mm-hmm. it did its job. <laughs> that was just a little cup you had. <laughs> Wait, did you guys make it or did you? No, 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 he, no. Uh, it's a Herbalife products. You know the bottle that we have for the tea? Yeah, yeah. Um, Show they the sell other products like that. Show yeah. the kids, They're just Show in the different kids bottles. The bottle. Where's the bottle? The bottles right here, right behind you. So, just like this, you see the Herbalife brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll see different products um, with the Herbalife brand on it. So, anything from a protein shake to a um, uh, energizer in the morning. So, I take this thing called Lift Off. It's like a coffee for me. Put it in my mouth, it, it starts my day. I like to do it before I go into work if I ha- if I've already had a long day because mm-hmm. it like kind of kickstarts me. Right. Okay. Um, it's a good alternative to coffee and energy drinks. I'm, I don't try to do any of. Them. I drink Monster because of the taste, but. Um, not not for the energy. energy drinks are gross. Coffee, <laughs> coffee can follow along right behind it. Yeah, but, oh, tea, tea. But so you say your your family, your uncle, they they started their adult lives at a young age. Yeah, and that solving problems as, as maybe as, as a young adult, as opposed to older in life, really set an example for you of wanting to do the same. But not having to. Yeah, I mean, so they did. They did an incredible job with what, with considering their lives growing up. Because I mean, nobody's life is easy growing up. But I think a lot of people in my family had an exceptionally hard time, yeah. um, and they did an, an incredible job. And I want to. I guess. I guess I just want to step out. Like I don't want to, you know, continue a pattern. And I want to make something. I don't know, for, for them to not have to do anything anymore, you know? Like, I would love to be like, Mom, sell your house. I'm moving you to Milan, or oh, you're going to Florida, or you're moving to Lexington. I bought your house, you know? Just, I really want to take care of my family. And uh, I had nephews. I have five nephews. My, my mom is so pissed because she has, I have two older sisters, and between them, I have five nephews. And then now I'm having two boys, so she's got seven grandsons. She just wants a yeah, she's like, "Can one of y'all give me a girl?" I'm like, "That was it." Yeah, my cousin had the first girl in our family in like 20 years. Yeah, he was the first one. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. That's a, that, that's a lot of boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of boys. It's Eleven boys in between the, the the first the last girl and then the next girl. So. God. I got a mix. I mix of everything mm. when it comes to nieces and nephews. Yeah. I think in my family we have a lot of boys. Yeah. A lot yeah. of boys. Two. I had a girl, but I'm the first one to have a kid. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Kai Henry. No. He can't count that. Oh my my, uh, my my brother my brother just had a son. Mm-hmm. So that's three. That's three yeah. nephews, and then I got two nieces. Oh, four oh. nephews, two nieces. Right. <laughs> I forgot a little lopsided. I forgot about Cheryl's kid. Oh wait, and then there's Rodney's kids. Rodney's got two boys. Man, I got I got a lot I got a lot of nephews and nieces. I'll just let's put it that way. And I got a pro coming from a big family, so they're just yeah. gonna keep coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's, not on my end though. Y'all is gonna have dogs as your as your nieces. Yeah. That's what you yeah. got. Um, but I think I think with that being said, that's a lot of people don't realize what well, they do, but they don't think about how much their family can impact them on a positive note and, or a negative note. Like, and shifting either one of those to be positive because mm-hmm. you can yeah. change. For for me, I had more influences of what I didn't want in my life, mm-hmm. so I fed off that. And I was like, I know what route not to take. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm just gonna choose something different. It may not be, it may not be good. It may not be the right move. But I won't, I won't know that until I try it. I know the move they made was wrong. So I know yeah. what route not to take. It's like a hundred paths out there, and all of them are green. But you don't know which one's gonna be good or bad. But with my parents, you know, no, I, 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 I agree. But. If I can save time and focus on what I what I want to do long term, mm-hmm. I'd rather save time. Mm-hmm. Well, you never know. You sense. never know when a lesson comes from like just comes from out of nowhere. Like a huge yeah. setback turns out to be exactly what you needed. Like ten years later, you know. Oh, um, but I, you're like one of the most positive people I know. Like you're true. you're one of the most enthusiastic. I don't, I don't even like. I, I don't like it sometimes. <laughs> what? It's, kind of, it's, it's kind of just like. Shut up! He's <laughs> going to work, and you're just and like me. I'm tired as can be when it gets like towards the weekend. When, mm-hmm. fr- when it gets to Friday, I'm done. Yeah. Two jobs. I'm tired. As soon as it hits like around eight thirty, and then I'm about to leave at like around nine thirty, have one more hour at work. Mm-hmm. I don't like going over to the grill and see you over here. <laughs> Everyone having a good time. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I see you from last week. Yeah, I see. I'm just like this guy. Don't shut up sometimes with this. But it's great that you have positive positivity because it brings, and that's why I don't like it because it makes me want to smile. I'm like, I don't want to smile right now. I don't want to be happy. And it's nice to have someone who has so such good positivity and just it kind of, I don't know. It's it's. Latches on, leeches on other people. It's yes. yeah, it's great. So with that, when I say that I know what route not to take, mm-hmm. I mean I know how, not just what route not to take because yes, you do learn a lot more from your failures than you do your successes. But I know how to pivot and change that negative to a positive. Because mm-hmm. yes, I know what route not to take, and there are a lot of a lot of learning experiences in your failures, but. Uh, I've still made many, many failures trying to make the right move. Just like everybody else, they're trying to make the right move. They just so happen to wrong, wrong day, wrong time, wrong circumstances, and yeah. it's just what happens. But you have to make the most out of the situation. Make the most, make the most you have. With you. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's, yeah. Um, yeah. but with I'm that not. being <laughs> with with that being said, 
Um, I want to say thank you, Coach Caleb. We're about to wrap this up. We got to get this going. Thank you, thank you for for your time, and yeah. I'm hoping, I, not I'm hoping. I know that this this podcast, this testimony today, has impacted people. Uh, I want you all to go out and share it if you can. This is going to be a very very uplifting thing to listen to. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. When you asked me to do this, I was like, uh, why? <laughs> um, but uh, like, I'm very grateful, um, you know, that you guys are here and doing what you're doing. Um, there's there's not a lot of people our age that are going out and really trying to reach out to, you know, younger people and help them hear other people's stories and learn something. Um, it's really easy to get distracted and caught up in all the other stuff. So I think it's what you're doing is very important. And um, and I'm tickled and honored to be a part of it today. So. Thank you. Well, time. We'll definitely have you back, man. That's for sure. We'll have you back in here when you, when the kids are born. Yeah. Easy. We'll we'll a little update. That's updates, bringing some pictures, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. be- see how many gray hairs I got. <laughs> <laughs> Bags under the eyes. <laughs> no, it'd be great. Like always, guys. It's a pleasure being with you. I'll flip it back to myself one more last time. All right, I'm going off on live. Love you all. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, coach. Oh crap! I should have done that yet, coach. It's all good. We're still on. Uh, you all have a good one. I'll see you all next time next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, coach. <laughs>